What's up, everyone? Welcome to the E2B2 podcast. I'm your host, Evan J. Thomas, and with me, as always, is... Brandon Thomas. And we are here with episode number 25. We're in, uh, we're in, what, late February now? A week after Valentine's Day, and... Brandon and I are going to be reviewing the new movie, Nomadland, that came out last week. Yep. And we're going to also be unveiling a brand new segment here shortly called The Coolest Thing That Happened to Us This Week. Yep. So, so Brandon, since you're so talkative today, at least before the uh, episode you were, but... Um, now, so what's new with you? What's going on? Obviously, we had Valentine's Day. What did you do? You have any Valentines in your life? What happened? So, for Valentine's Day, obviously, I did not have a Valentine's, but I did. That's not obviously. I mean, it's possible. It is possible, but. uh, So, what I did was I went to my aunt's house for the day, and then I spent time with my cousins just doing, uh, playing games with them and whatever. The normal cousin stuff. Playing games and that's pretty much yeah. About how, it. How's school been the past week? You you finished your project that we last talked about. Oh yeah, so I finished the Godzilla versus Kong claymation project, which I think was a little over the time limit. But the teacher said that you can have the time limit over thirty seconds. I think it was like forty five, okay. which is not horrible, but it's not that bad. And uh, what else have you done? I mean, we've gotten about 75 inches of snow in the past two weeks. So what have you done uh, during our little snowmageddons, as you would call it? Uh, So I always look out the window and always wake up to the constant snow mountains that (laughs) dot the corners of every uh, every part of your Part of the the parking lot that's in the apartment complex. You should see these mountains of snow. They're They're like, what, 15 feet tall? Yeah, they're double the height of a car, normal car. Easily double. Yeah, they're they're, they're huge, and I have never tried to climb one because I know that'd be... (laughs) Well, the last thing you would need is to fall off and land face first uh, on the cement. Or I could fall face first on the snow. Or you could fall face first in the snow. Once you do that, then yeah, that's true. You could Or fall into the tree. (laughs) <laughs> you can do one or the other. So as for me, I've been doing a lot of Uber and Lyft driving, and um, I was actually driving through some of those snowstorms this past week. My Valentine's Day weekend I spent with my uh, lady friend Heather. We watched a lot of movies. We watched, uh, what did we see, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We watched The Shining. We watched Goonies. We watched The Joker. So we watched a lot of movies that aren't Joker. your typical or uh, Valentine's type movies. Joker. Joker. I mean, Joker was probably what one of our best movies that we saw last year. Yeah, probably. Twenty twenty. Yeah, it was pretty. No, cool. that was twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty. No. No, it was twenty nineteen. You're right. I'm yeah, sorry. It did not come out twenty twenty. My apologies on that one. Yeah. My mistake. Dumb. Dumb. And uh, <laughs> as I said, we are going to be unveiling the, the coolest thing that happened to us this week. Little segment right about now. And my coolest thing that happened to me or that I saw or did or any of that was the Mars Land Rover that landed on Mars. The first time that ever happened. And I was uh, sitting there flipping through my phone and all of a sudden I got this notification that it was about to happen. So I watched it and I flipped it on and I thought it was pretty cool seeing that uh, little bugger 
hit the ground and go, go scoping across the ground and having some pictures. And I already saw a meme of Bernie Sanders sitting in his uh, <laughs> chair, sitting on the on the uh, Mars, and that was today. So, Joe Bauer, I'm going to throw you credit on that one uh, for posting that. But, Brandon, what was the coolest thing that happened to you this past week? Wait, you said Joe Biden sitting on the chair. You mean Bernie did, Sanders? Did I say Joe Biden? You said Joe Biden. I'm sorry. It was Bernie Sanders. My my apologies wow. once again. You're, you're so I'm dumb. a mess right now. Yeah. So your coolest thing that happened to you this week, Brandon? I would say the same thing, but I think uh, since I did not watch the entirety of the actual landing, I had the uh, my the coolest thing to me would be the completing the actual project of the video project we had going for this week that he just mentioned yeah i finished that the week before and i turned that in on friday but then um we we did like a viewing in class of like going through all the videos of the other stop motions the students in class made and then mine was the most most applauded one out of all of them really yeah it was awesome and it's funny obviously this is kind of going off track to cool uh, the coolness is that there was a different project that also had Godzilla in it, but it was a completely different made one. I'd say the okay. production quality was a little lower, but it was still funny. So Brandon's production quality was a little bit higher. Yeah. As always. Well, very, always well re- very well received. That's good. Awesome job, Brandon. I mean, you, did you get a grade on it yet? Uh, I haven't checked. No grades. No. It, um, I expect the grade to be pretty good. That's good. Not huh? like an A, maybe an A plus. Who knows? Maybe an A we'll plus. We'll see. Well, that would be awesome. But I'm hoping to actually see it because his oh, last yeah. one with the uh, supervision <laughs> sunglasses, that thing was really cool. And um, I should post it on my on our socials and have people watch it because that thing is really cool. I would not post that. On Brandon my is not going to let me post that. Okay. No, not on my socials. No, not on yours. I'm just saying you can post mine. it on yours, but you can don't tag me on Twitter or whatever. Okay, fine. What, uh, I'll put it on our E2B2 podcast page. Sure. So people could actually view it and comment and see what they think. Because maybe I should post mine with the original music that I stole <laughs> from it and my original idea. But no, Brandon did a great job on that project, and I can't wait to see his new one. So there it is. That's our new segment, the coolest thing that happened to us this past week. Yeah. What do you think? Is it? you think should this should be an ongoing thing? It or should no? be an ongoing thing because I feel like every week there's always something interesting unless it's the first week of January, then it's nothing interesting. Well, Brandon and I have about five weeks until one of the coolest things that's gonna happen for him. Godzilla vs. Kong comes out. Yeah, we already March thirty first. Delayed a few days after originally March twenty ninth. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah, because it was supposed to be on a Monday. So, actually, he and I have it planned out that after school that day, I'm going to go pick him up, and we're going to go right to the movie theater to go see it. Yeah. As long as it's available in the theater at the time. Hopefully. Hopefully. If it isn't, we'll just... Wait a day or two. Sure. If we need to. Or I'll just take you at midnight. Just have to talk to your mom. Make sure you can go out at midnight to the movie. Yeah? What do you think, you? Maybe. All right. Maybe. So, Brandon and I are going to take a quick little break here, and when we come back, we will be talking about the movie that we just watched earlier called Nomad Land. Nomad Land. That was uh, starring Frances McDormand, who is an amazing actress, and she's won uh, several awards for her acting ability. And we will come back with the review of that and our ratings on the show. Yes. So, stick around right here on the E2B2 podcast. Get ready to headbang like your life depends on it. Slow the... Yeah. 
down. Because you never know, it just might. Ah, is that supposed to be? Listen to the world's hardest rock metal worldwide. God right. That's all you had to say. Let out all your anger and rage before it consumes you. Scorched Earth, mother. Rock hard with Evan J. Thomas, Thursdays at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. All right, now get your out the car. Hosted on Rock 98.9. Christian and Jason bring you the C&J Wrestling Show podcast where the guys go in-depth on all things WWE, AEW, NXT, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, and NWA. Christian and Jason keep you posted on all current events and go in long discussions over wrestling history and look for special guests throughout the year. Get the C&J Wrestling Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and various podcast platforms. And make sure you follow the guys on Facebook at the C&J Wrestling Show. Welcome back to the E2B2 podcast with Brandon Thomas. And as always, Evan J. Thomas sitting next to Brandon. Yep, sitting next to me. And uh, we are going to be talking here shortly about... The new movie that we just watched, Nomadland, which is actually on Hulu. I thought it was going to be on HBO Max, but it was on Hulu. So that was a yeah. different little swing there. And today, Brandon and I, let's see, what did we do today before uh, we watched the movie? We, I slept a you lot. slept a lot. And I complained because I slept a lot. And I threw a toilet paper roll out of your face. You, you did hit me in the eyeball with a toilet no, paper No, not the eyeball. You never complained you about hit that. Me in the, you blasted me in the face. No, it was, it, a was a, paper it was a weak throw. It was a weak throw. No, you hit me pretty good. No. You hit me pretty good. And then, you know, I had to kind of retaliate. And I'm, I'm very abusive. I ended up beating him over the head with uh, the, the paper towel or the toilet paper roll. It was a, it was a bad. So we did that. Um, what else did we do? We watched uh, Freaks and Geeks. Two again, episodes. Two episodes again. So we just noted, or actually we just looked. There's actually 18 total episodes in two seasons that they did. I thought it was only eight, but I was a little bit wrong on that. And uh, if you didn't know, the epi- that show was uh, originally debuted in 1999 to 2000. So it was two years. There's two seasons? Two seasons. I thought you said there was one. I thought so too. But there was two because there was 18, or there could be one season with 18 episodes. Hmm. But I'm thinking there's two seasons with nine. Ten. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe one of the two. Just seems like I'm really wrong today. So You're wrong. We're just going <laughs> to. And then uh, what do we do for dinner? One of our favorite Mexican places around here. El Famous Burrito. El Famous Burrito. Brandon and I both got basically the same thing, except I got avocado on my burrito. I do like avocado, but I did not order avocado. It was really it. good. It is always good. And then, uh, what are we going to do tomorrow for breakfast? What do you want to do? Uh, I'm, am I going to be hungry for breakfast tomorrow? We should be. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we'll make our usual eggs and Egg. maybe bacon and maybe bacon fruit and the usual. Potentially. I have toast. I have a toaster now. We can make some toast. It's right behind you over your left shoulder. Oh, I see it now. Left shoulder. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, the other shoulder. Yeah, the other shoulder. The, the, I do have to thank Heather for uh, finally pushing me to get one, even though it was only $19. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I waited so long to get a damn toaster, but it's been awesome because I've been putting avocado on it with a fried egg. Holy crap, that's good. Egg. 
Anyway, we are going to get into talking about the Nomadland movie, and we are going to give our spoiler alert right now, so that way any of you douchebags that want to listen further may do so, but we're warning you that you might find out the entire plot of the movie as we talk about it. Yes. So we're going to take our little six-second blah, 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 so we can hear the beep, beep, beep. All right, we are going to do that right now. And we are back, and we are going to be talking about Nomadland, the new movie that is out. It's a 2020 American neo-Western drama directed, filmed, written, edited, and produced by Chloe Zhao. It's based on the 2017 nonfiction book Nomadland, Surviving America in the 21st Century by Jessica Bruder. It stars Frances McDormand, who also produces the film, as a woman who leaves her small town to travel around the American West. It also features David Stratham. If you don't know that guy, he was in L.A. Confidential. He was in, I think it was uh, The Italian Job, a bunch of, bunch of those type of movies. I think it was Born Identity as well. Uh, in a supporting well, as well as real-life nomads Linda May, Swanky, and Bob Wells as fictional versions of themselves. So Nomadland premiered on September 11th, 2020 at the Venice Film Festival, where it won the Golden Lion. It also won the People's Choice Award at the Toronto International Film Festival, making it the first film ever to win the top prize at both Venice and Toronto. It had an, a one-week streaming release on December 4th, 2020, my birthday, by the way, huh. and was released by Searchlight Pictures in select IMAX theaters in the United States on January 29th, 2021, and simultaneously in theaters and digitally on Hulu this past week on February 19th. So it is available now, and we are going to get into the plot. Are you ready, Brandon? Yes. Okay, what did you think? When we first, because we first saw the trailer when we were watching Little Things two weeks ago. Yeah. Correct? When you first saw that, you kind of had a reaction that you weren't really that interested in seeing this, were you? It was, I was, it was interesting as the trailer looked. But I wasn't particularly interested in actually watching it. Was my reaction because I didn't I didn't know any other movies that would be out at the same time. But I, there yeah, luckily, there's nothing really out yeah. right now that's that good. So we're gonna talk about the plot right now. So here we go. In 2020, Fern, who is played by Frances McDormand, loses her job at the U.S. gypsum plant in Empire, Nevada, as it shuts down. She works worked there for years along with her husband, who had recently died. Fern decides to sell most of her belongings and purchase a van to live in and travel the country searching for work. So she takes a seasonal job at Amazon Fulfillment Center through the winter just to kind of pay bills. Yeah. So the beginning of the movie, it, it's, it, it's actually, to me, very slow moving. Yeah. But if you think about it, the no, if you know what the nomads are, they're kind of like not really fast-moving people. They're slow-moving. Yeah, they move. They move around, but they don't move around often. Yeah, they and they don't. Around. They don't need to, and yeah. they don't need to be the fast-paced city stuff. And it, this is a different movie from what we've seen in recent. I mean, over the past year or so, where you know a lot of craziness and fighting scenes, and you know, booms and bangs and car chases and all that fun or stuff. Intense or intense drama. Or very intense drama. This is more of a real life, almost pseudo documentary. Yeah. I mean, it it felt very documentary-ish because obviously it does say that there are some real-life nomads, which they kind of involved. Yeah. 
But Frances McDormand is a real actress, but she was... I'll get into her acting a little bit later. So we're going to move on with the plot. So Linda, a friend and co-worker, invites Fern to visit a desert rendezvous in Arizona organized by Bob Wells, which provides a support system and community for fellow nomads. Fern initially declines, but changes her mind as the weather turns... It it looked like it was really cold. Yeah. And she struggles to find work in the area. At the rendezvous, Fern meets fellow nomads and learns basic survival and self-sufficiency skills for the road. So there was one little part where Fern was trying to find a job, and she was talking to a, I think it was like an HR girl. And she was like, Fern goes, I'm looking, I need a job, I need money, da-da-da-da. And the lady looks at her and she's like, well, you know, in this time and age, it might be hard to kind of find work. Maybe you should think about early retirement. Yeah. To me, that's a slap in the face saying, I'm old. You're old. You're old. And that's kind of how she took it. And she goes, well, I need to work, and I like to work, and I want to work. Yeah. And I thought that was like a really cool and just kind of an F.U. type thing to the girl who said that to her. Yeah. So it was interesting, interesting little banter back and forth between those two just in that scene. So sometime later... Fern's van blows a tire. She visits the van of a nearby nomad, Swanky, to ask for a ride into town to buy a spare. So Swanky had this pretty, uh, was it? I don't even know if it was a pimped out white van. It was just a white van with a skull yeah. flag on the side. Yeah, it was but just... it was kind of funny because when Fern went up to Swanky's van, she knocked on the door and the lady's like, you see the flag? It means I, I don't want nobody here. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so she was kind of like, she didn't want friends, but she ended up making friends. Yeah. And uh, Swanky chastises Fern for not being prepared and invites her to learn more road survival sk- skills. And they become very good friends, which we'll talk about later in the, sh- in the yeah. review here. So Swanky tells Fern about her cancer diagnosis and her shortened life expectancy and her plan to make good memories on the road rather than waste it away in the hospital. They eventually part ways. So when she basically told her about the diagnosis of the cancer and said that she didn't want to waste away in the hospital, what did you think about that little scene there? Uh, I'd say it was impactful because it's like they're... Think about how many people sit in hospitals on their last days. Probably a lot of people. There's a lot. There's a lot of people. So this woman, even though she has cancer and is dying basically yeah didn't want to waste away her life the rest of her life in a hospital bed so she wanted to be on the road and just make memories i think that's one of the coolest ways to go out i'd say so yeah i mean it's better than sitting there being force fed through hoses and hoses what you would call it what you might call it <laughs> and getting some uh jello pudding and whatnot Crap but anyway so we're gonna move on with this uh plot so fern later takes a job as a camp host at an rv park where she runs into david okay david another nomad she met and danced with back at the desert community so that's where she first met him she cares for david when he falls ill accompanying him to a hospital for an emergency surgery the two of them later take restaurant jobs at wall drug in south dakota One night, David's adult son visits the restaurant looking for him, informing David that his wife is pregnant and asking him to come meet his grandchild. David is hesitant, but Fern encourages him to go, and David asks her to come, but she declines. So that whole scene there with David falling ill, and they're involved drug in South Dakota, they're actually in the badlands of South Dakota. 
Yeah, they move around a lot. They like move. They that little group right there. They moved around for a little while, and just the imagery of the Badlands and her just kind of running through it. And what did the one guy say that uh, they he gave her he gave the group um, stuff to kind of search for dinosaur bones? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a rock, and you rub them together or something. I don't know how they did. They described it. But, but he said it was like a Paleozoic type. Paleontology, yes. Yeah, that's what like I that. said. Uh-huh. Paleontology type. Paleozoic thing. is old. So that's your that's your company. You're, so you're old? <laughs> you're, you're old. You're, you should be Paleozoic. I, I know, I am. <laughs> so I, I thought that was really cool. And like I said, the imagery of them in um, the Badlands was really cool because I've actually been there once. I traveled through there on my way to Wyoming and it was a really cool experience just driving through there because it was like almost 100 degrees, I think, that day that I drove through. It was crazy hot. Yeah, the ca- uh, camera work showed off like a lot of like the scenery th- of the landscape of the area. Of yeah, so it was, it was really cool imagery. So Fern takes a job at the beet harvest, but her van breaks down and she can't afford the repairs. After calling friends to ask to borrow money, she visits her sister's family at their home. Her sister lends her the money, but questions why Fern was never around in their life and why Fern stayed in Empire after her husband passed away. That scene there was pretty interesting, and I'm going to say this because of the fact that Fern wasn't... She was very hesitant to go to her sister's house. Yeah. And it seemed like the only way to get the money that she needed to fix her van was to go there. So she's in the swanky house. Well, there's a character named Swanky. But she's in the swanky house... And, you know, she's having dinner with people, and her sister's like, well, you could stay here. Well, Fern turns to her and says, I can't live here. I can't stay here. I can't sleep in this bed. I can't do it. Yeah. And then her sister basically makes a comment like, well, you just like to move around, and you don't want to be a, you know, you like different new things. Yeah, because that sucks to have fun new yeah, things. Yeah, new, new, trying new things is a little scary. Yeah, so I, 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 like, I like to do the same thing every other day. Oh, you do like to do the same thing every day. Every other day. The ev- every the, other day. The day before it's... Uh, See, I like to si- do new things every time. Nah, I, I like... Except for my breakfast. I always have, like, the same thing. No, so I, guess I, I, I sleep, wake up, go to work, come home, say, <laughs> another day, another dollar, uh, say, what's for dinner, the usual, and then I just sit down and eat, go to bed. And then next day you do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Where, where am I? Where am I? Purgat- okay, I mean, so... Purgatory. Let's see. Fern later goes to visit David and his son's family. She learns that David has decided to stay with his family long term. He admits feelings and invites. And feel, he admits feelings for her and invites her to stay permanently. But she decides to leave after only a few days. Fern then returns to her seasonal Amazon job and later revisits the Arizona rendezvous. There, then she learns that Swanky has died, and she and the other nomads tra- pay tribute to Swanky's life. So that, that was kind of a downer scene. I mean, this whole movie kind of has a just kind of down feeling. Yeah, it's like there's a lot. It's just there's ha- like good moments, but there's like a lot of like down moments. It's not a lot of like, happy moments. Yeah, it's just like not a lot, but there's few, but there's just generally like down. Yeah, so they're sitting around a fire. This whole big group of nomads are sitting around a fire, and I guess the one thing Swanky really liked was rocks. So what the people did was they went around the group and they would say something about Swanky and then they would throw a rock in for her memory and then they would sit down. Yeah. That's what they did. So that's how that worked. And then Fern later opens up with Bob about her loving relationship with her late husband and Bob shares the story of his adult son's recent suicide. That was 
again, a real downer, that whole entire scene. Yeah. Um, when Bob kind of starts to cry a little bit because his son committed suicide five years ago, he would have been 33 apparently on that day, and then Fern was talking about working with her husband and how they had built the home in uh, Nevada and how they would just go to work and, again, like Brandon said, get up, go to work, come home, what's for dinner, another day, another dollar, and then go to bed and do it all over again. Yeah. So it's kind of like she went from doing that to then just traveling for the rest of her life. Yeah. So here comes the the one line that I thought was the the whole po- point of the movie. So Bob expo- was that espouses 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 the fact that goodbyes are not final in the nomad community, as they always promise to see each other again down the road. So that was kind of like not to me. I didn't tear up because I didn't in this movie. Yeah, either, but it was sad. But it, but it was a really sad way to say it because he goes, you eventually will see your husband. I'll eventually see my son. That's why I never say goodbye. I always say, I'll see you again down the road. And he said, I'll eventually see some of these people again. Sometimes I won't, but I know eventually I will see them, whether in death or whichever. Yeah. So to finish the movie, sometime later, Fern's... Fern returns to the abandoned town of the Empire to visit the factory and the home she shared with her husband before hitting the road again. So that finishes the movie, and just the imagery of her walking down the street to the place and opening up the house and just kind of going through all the rooms and everything's vacant and broken down and beat up and just kind of, eh. Just abandoned kind of like empty feeling yeah and uh the the factory that she went into like everything was dusty she like what she did wiped the counter and it just and it was like just caked in dust yeah so i'm gonna go first this time on um my review of the movie you ready for this yep okay so i'm gonna start with uh the plot which i thought was really well done obviously it's a book um the plot obviously features the main character, and it to me it's more of like like I said earlier, it's a kind of slow moving but downer of a film. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a lot of exciting happy highlights. I mean, except for the fact that she was able to do what she wanted to do. Yeah, and didn't really worry that much about money. I mean, she did, but she didn't. Yeah, like she lived a very minimalistic life. Um, the cinematography. It could have been a much better, but I thought it was really good. Like, I love this the scenery of uh, the Badlands, but I think they could have shown more and been a little bit more kind of eye-pleasing because everything was kind of seemed overcast and foggy a lot. Yeah, I think it was just mostly the weather they were shooting in, but... I mean, they were in a desert, so, I mean, most of the time they were in a desert, so I guess it could be just the way the sun was hitting... Or the snow and, you know, everything like that. Because there was snow yeah. that they were dealing with, too. Um, the acting. I'm going to get into that. Uh, Frances McDormand was, to me, amazing. And she she doesn't even really have to say anything for this movie to work. Because a lot of this movie was based on feelings and movement and action. And not the type of action like running and stuff like that. Yeah. But more of... Um, like what would I say? Like facial s- stuff and just how people interact without talking. Yeah, I mean there is a dialogue, but there's not a lot of dialogue. 
Yeah, there, there's a good portion that's just like there's dialogue and there's just not dialogue, but then there's dialogue again. It's kind of like yeah, it kind of just moves back and forth. And obviously, there wasn't really any. There was no special effects needed because you're just following the man and her and the people. Yeah. And uh, my overall grade, and this is uh, I'm kind of I kind of going back and forth on this one. I can't give it a five yet. So I'm gonna give it a four point five just on the fact that I actually think she's gonna win an Academy Award or at least some kind of big award for her acting. Yeah. Because she's that good in this movie and she makes it feel real, that she makes it feel like she was really the nomad and actually dealt with all this. Yeah. So as an actress, <clears throat> that was awesome. And again, my rating, four point five. And now Brandon! Let's okay. hear what you have to say. So the plot I thought was really well, was really good and well put together when it comes to like the progression of things, like moving around. Like there's, I know like locations will suddenly jump, but it jumps in a sense that obviously in between the jumps there's just a lot of unnecessary traveling. That's just uh, driving. Yeah, a lot of driving through the, like uh, the sound. So it's just it jumps to a different location, but it makes sense for the jump. Uh, but there's a bunch of like the actual plot itself uh, makes is like coherent and makes sense when you like you put things together. The cinematography I will have to say was really good. I especially like because the camera felt like more of a documentary. How like documentary cameras kind of like move around and isn't like perfectly still. Correct. Yeah. Especially like I have to agree with that too. Especially like people documentaries like focusing on like. Uh, just say a group of people usually facial expressions stuff like that. yeah usually it's not like uh camera on a tripod just focusing on one thing it's just like a moving around camera like i'm just, i'm gonna compare not exactly the office but office kind of has that shape yeah and feel. I, totally, I feel you with that and i, like I the analogy yeah and the visuals i think was um really uh really well done especially like like most of the like, especially like some it shows people's faces, and it's like you can especially see the emotions of the people itself themselves, and then you can see like the background, and there's just a bunch of like different like, the the way they shot like shoot were shooting the people was really well done, and for the acting, the third category is, I thought the acting was amazing for a lot of the people in the, uh, the movie. Like you get obviously get the actors, but there's probably some people that were actually the real people that weren't actors. Most everybody was the real people. Yeah, so it was like you you can kind of tell, but you can't kind of tell. Like you can tell, like there's obviously like a few actors that are like, oh, they, they those are well known actors, but there's a lot of other people that you can't really tell. Like like there was the birthday party. Yeah, the birthday party with the little girl and the boy came up to her. Um, there was the warehouse workers. Yeah. There was the other group of nomads where, you know, besides Swanky and Linda, they were just there. Yeah. There was, uh, and, and Bob was really cool because I, I it, apparently he was a real guy, but they said he played a version of himself. Yeah. So whatever that means. So I don't know. So, yeah, the acting kind of gave off like an impression of like a mix of an actual documentary and mm -hmm. a actual movie. So it was like a hybrid between both in some aspects. So this leads to my con uh, my rating of the movie out of five. What did you think of the um, special effects? There's not really a lot okay, of special effects. <laughs> so my rating, I will have to pair it, but it's a 4.5 out of 5. 
and which was my original rating before this show even started. So I'm not copying you. Don't worry. I totally believe it. <laughs> so totally before believe you are copying me. Yeah, the <laughs> the four the four out of five would feel too low because I honestly feel the acting and the cinematography, the way it was filmed, and all that is in, like amazing in how they put put it all together. But you also in like a five a uh, five out of five would be more like it's a, a perfect film. Obviously, See, I don't know how I could have. That's that's where I was kind of debating with myself. I'm putting it to a five, but it's like. I really don't know what they could have done better to make it into a five, except for maybe some of the cinematography. What I mean by cinematography is not just shots, uh, the coloring or anything, but it's angles too. Yeah, everything seemed like it was the same, you know, length of shooting. But like you said, it was kind of documentary style, like The Office, where it was more of a moving camera and some guy just kind of holding it at his, you know, right below his chin. Yeah. Holding it. That's kind of where it was. There was no funky angles or anything like that. Not like that. a low angle or a Correct. low angle. Or, any, or very big close-ups or anything like that. It was legit, you know, faces. One of the cool things was when she was sitting in the um, van, when she was cold, you could tell she was cold because, yeah. you know, she throws more blankets on. Or when she's sitting there flipping through the old pictures of her family and her husband and it's kids like, or herself or whatever, and she's kind of just, you know, reminiscing. Yeah. And it's all... Emotion. Yeah. The whole thing's emotion right there. You know, you could tell she's pissed off when the van tire's busted and yeah. she has to go get the engine fixed and all that. Yeah, there's like a lot of the, a lot of the motion, emotion, moods, facial expressions kind of lead the movie. It's also, I like to mention, it's hard to define a five out of five movie. Yeah. Like, obviously, every movie has its flaws, but you can't really, it's hard to say a movie is five out of five unless it's like, John Wick or something. Um, I would say probably the two close... Well, there's probably three movies that I would say... I don't remember what we rated them. I have to go back and see. Yeah. But um, for me, the th closest to five out of five would be 1917, yeah. Joker, and John Wick 3. I'd say, I'd say somewhat the same, I guess. I mean... There, there's probably a few other... And re-watching yeah. the Joker last weekend with Heather, holy... Crap, that movie is amazing. It is. I mean, the everything in that movie. And that had the cinematography. That had the sadness. That had the that, happiness. The funny. The fun part. You know. The action. It's fucked up. The action. You know, the murder. All that f weird shit. But, <laughs> I mean, then again, John Wick was kind of the same way. But there was not really any funny parts in John Wick. So, or, or, like, really, other than the kills, not really any, like, no. insane psychopath messed up bits. So yeah, so like like we said, it's really hard to pinpoint what a 5.0 movie is. You never know, Brandon might give Godzilla vs. Kong a 5.0. I'm just saying, you could. Six out of five. You could possibly, if you like Ten it that much. out of five. Though then again, I think we did give, uh, well, I think I gave Avengers uh, Endgame five. Oh yeah, there's an Avengers Endgame. But that was a year ago. You year and a half yeah, ago. Almost two years ago. Yeah. Well, I, gave, I remember giving Monkey Trouble 6 out of 5. <laughs> you gave Monkey Trouble, my God. <laughs> so there it is. There is our review of Nomadland. Brandon gave it a, a 4.5. I also gave it a 4.5. Highly, highly, highly recommend seeing yep. this movie. And don't expect a lot of action. Expect 
some sadness and also emotion. Expect emotion and some really damn good acting by Francis McDormand. So, like we were saying earlier, Brandon has we we, we are really looking forward to Godzilla vs Kong, which is coming up in a, just over a month, about five weeks. The pain. And uh, what else do we have coming up that we were talking about? Your, the news project. But that's more of a school project that might take like Yeah, you have that. Oh, I'm going to uh, New Orleans um, mid-March. Heather and I are heading to New Orleans for four nights. We got an awesome deal on Expedia for basically $300 a person for four nights on flight. And we're going to some... What what did I tell you we were doing? We're doing a haunted... Halloween stuff. We're doing like a haunted... and spirits tour, and then we're doing a cemetery tour too. Why cemetery and haunted stuff? I know those are cool, but have you ever seen the cemeteries in New Orleans? They're mm. above ground, everything, mm. because the fact that it's um, below sea level, they can't oh. bury people. Oh, that makes sense. So they have to have all above ground stuff. If it, if they bury people, everyone would just be flooded. Exactly, and it, especially when Katrina hit back in uh, mid two thousands. And uh, there would be bodies probably <laughs> being floating everywhere. There could have been anyway with that. But then again, if there was mausoleums and all that, then most likely not. So, yeah, I have that coming up. Um, I'm hoping Brandon and I can get to North Carolina for spring break. Spring he ever break. tells me when his spring break is. It will probably be March sometime. March? No, not March. Uh, April. April. April, okay. May. Hopefully so. Yep. All right. Anything else before we go, Brandon? As always, keep pimp chimping. Keep pimp chimping. Until next time, everyone, we appreciate you guys listening to the E2B2 podcast. Make sure you're following Brandon on his socials. Brandon, what's your socials? Paleozoic Productions. There you go. Twitter, YouTube, I guess. There you go. And you can follow me, Evan J. Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also Badass Productions on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And E2B2 podcast is on Facebook, Instagram. And Twitter. Okay, Twitter. Twitter. We got it all. Actually, Instagram is. I don't even think you follow us on Twitter. Oh, boo-hoo. Exactly. No, I don't think we're on Twitter. i got to look that up again. Yeah, you. but Facebook. Facebook is where actually, we have the most no, people. Actually, Facebook and Twitter are pretty yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Instagram is pretty good, too, though. Yeah. I like that. So, yes, make sure you guys are checking us out, and we will be back with you with some more movie reviews and pop culture shit. And fun stuff and our banter back and forth. And Brandon, you are yawning. <laughs> and it's ten thirty. I'm not tired, I'm just yawning. He's just yawning because he's been staring at a screen all afternoon. So have I. Uh, Different screen though. Different screen. Alright, Bubs. So until next time. Keep pimp chimping. Rock on. <laughs>